Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stream of Thought. It has been a while. We were on hiatus for a good time, but we are back here for episode 118. We start things off by what you'd normally think would be a mundane visit. However, it was a little more intriguing than that, a little colorful, I may say, to the doctor's office that I went to. And then after that, Rick talks a little bit about some of the uh, some of the just disturbing, I guess, conversations you could say that he heard in the hallway of the office that he's at right now. And more than that, we have a chance for a reoccurring segment that we have not had for a while. Venting Victor, he gets a chance to share his thoughts. It's amazing. It's a beautiful conversation. As literally, he's shaking his uh, his head right now. I got a lot of problems, oh. and all you people are gonna hear about mm, it. Mm. But then, more than that, we uh, we I'm a little self indulgent because we talk about uh, the book that I'd written back when I was in freaking high school and how I'm looking back at that and the conversation about what's moving forward and whether or not Victor has actually read my book. So it's fun. He's got three books and he's got to finish a fourth one. But enough of us just blabbing, blabbing away. After a much long hiatus, my goodness, episode 118 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. My mom told me ahead of time that this person was going to be calling from specifications from five years ago that a project had been put on hold. And so now they're coming back. Now that the project has gotten back on track. Um, oh, from when, like, the government shut down or yeah, something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, okay. like, immediately okay. post after that. And... So now um, she's like, I've been trying to communicate with them, saying, like, basically, so, and I don't, I, I don't understand how architectural, like, specifications work, and so it's super frustrating for me to try and talk right. to somebody about architectural specifications when I have no, yes, no criteria no they're talking about. in, uh, in, in, like being able to communicate that so yeah it, it was one of those things where it's just like oh my god my head my head is going to explode because i'm trying to talk to this guy because my mom my mom basically said it's set it was set five years ago and you had five years to be able to like include whatever particular changes that you wanted to have and they didn't do that now only uh once the project is actually going forward it's just like so I spent like 15 minutes on a call with him um, trying to just explain it's not and like he was trying to to like negotiate with me and like argue with me and I'm saying I we don't we like we the architects do not have the choice to like make the change in specifications like that's I, it's the government of illinois and i kept trying to say that and yeah. it, it it felt like he just did not understand what i was saying it's so annoying when people don't like when people don't listen like it's so freaking annoying like i don't understand yeah i don't understand thank you i will never understand i appreciate that uh sense of um of communal like uh, yeah. <laughs> exacerbation because 
Dude, I mean, I feel like I've been... I, I'm almost ready to, like, lose my mind at this point. Because with the whole coronavirus... No, I get it, dude. Like, I didn't fucking retail. Like, I fucking get it. Because it's... Do you have this? No, we're out. Oh, maybe you can check in the back. Oh, actually, someone else already looked earlier today. I looked in the back. We don't have it. Okay, well, maybe you should just check one more time. Cool. Why don't I just waste both of our time and just go in the back, you know, stand there for 10 seconds and come out and told you what I already told you. Bro, like, I know. Yeah. I know. It's so annoying. It's insane. It's so annoying. Like, but, why can't, why know, can't, why can't just, people just, like, be normal? Why can't people just... Maybe... Maybe that moment was there. Maybe those moments are there to teach us patience. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't freaking know. Oh, man. Life. Life. So, anyway. But did you, but so you said that, um, you said that you had a few things that you wanted to bring up or get off your chest or what's been going on in the life of Rick's since we last spoke. Well, I feel like you had some very interesting things. Mine are kind of tertiary uh when it comes to okay 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 all right so yours are like the bottom barrel all right so i got a couple things since we last spoke and since those for which was two days ago for three days ago are are we gonna are we gonna like give a background as to why yeah we'll just say we'll just say really quick we recorded an episode uh a few days ago of stream of thought our first episode uh since the hiatus However, we it was a complete wash only because we're doing this and it, it, we totally felt rusty for like the first 20 minutes. It was just, it, I don't know. We, we, you know, we, anything that you do, anything that you do in life, you try and do it after not doing it for a while and it, it takes a little bit to get into the room. I feel like we, but, we um, could call this the quarantine episode from the, yeah, the, the yeah. episode that will Yeah, that another... episode is quarantine. <laughs> quarantine that is not episode. coming out. <laughs> that is uh, yeah, and And of. can you say why it's not going to come out? Victor? Because it sucked. And? Oh, oh, oh. There was... Okay, so like, I would say the second half... So I would say of that episode, there was a good chunk that was really good. But then like the first 20 minutes and then like the last 10 minutes were just really awkward. But it's also not coming out because it already deleted the audio file on my head. <laughs> I just wanted you to say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm go- because I was going through... Because I was going through my, um, I had recorded my my different sets from the open mic that I was doing, and I had already oh. listened to them okay. and was making notes. And so right. I'm like, right, delete, 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 delete. Oh, this don't need this, delete. So I was in the process of just like cleaning Clearing out the out. audio files. So okay. yeah, that's All that's right. one of the okay. Why. I was I I was and literally I, gonna go on like a ten minute lecture. <laughs> and I can't that. remember, I I can't remember if I. Because I texted you, when was it? Was it today that I told you that I deleted it? Yes. Okay, so I had deleted it, like, yesterday. I had made the executive decision that episode's not going out, so I deleted it, and then today I told you I deleted it. After you told me, like, hey, I don't know if we should put this out or not. So I already made that decision. You motherfucker. Um, No. But the one thing that I wanted to to tell you, and I'm going to text you these photos... Dude, so I go to the doctor today to go to just like a – I scheduled this physical like two days ago. So I just go to the doctor for a routine exam and my goodness, this doctor's office, it looked it, – it looked so nice. Like you wanted – like you wanted to be there and hang out there. It was so, it was so mod- modern and colorful 
and I just text you right now the photos, so let me know when you get them, that way you can see what they look like. But um, it's at Kaiser Permanente, at one of their offices, it's like a mile away from where I live, so I just walked there. And I go there, and again, mm -hmm. everything is very modern looking, everything is very colorful, everything is very, it, it's, in, it's inviting of the senses. It's a, a very alluring feel to it. And then I go in the actual uh, office, and I'm waiting there, and I'm sitting in the corner, and again, it's very colorful, and they have a monitor on the wall. You remember, you know how all you know all the planet Earth scenes, the underwater scenes where you see oh, the yeah. fish and the coral and people, and they have a monitor of just different clips. You see a fish swimming around and sharks and the coral yeah. and all that, and so it's very soothing. And then it slowly fades away, and a new scene, an underwater scene, fades inward, <laughs> and it's just like very relaxing. And so the nurse is like, sit in the corner, take off your shoes, take out like any keys, your wallet, take off your sweatshirt, because I'm going to be weighed. And I'm looking at the seat, and you know how when you go to the doctor's office, there's, there's the table, you know? There was yeah. no table. It was just a seat. It looked like a lazy boy, almost. But not so lazy, but it looked very comfortable. And so I'm thinking, okay. is this thing going to weigh me? Like, do I just sit on it and it weighs me? And I sit down, and he's like, all right, so just wait a moment. This is going to raise up, and you're going to be weighed. And so I'm sitting on the seat, and it just lifts itself up and weighs me. And I'm sitting there just with my feet dangling. It was so cool. Yeah. Wow. And so, and so I'm there. And, and also, I had noticed, like, the doors to the office, they're not your traditional door that open outward. They're sliding doors. They're sliding doors, nice. and so you pull it, yeah. you pull it, right, and then just a couple inches before it closes, it stops itself to prevent it from, like, slamming into the wall, you know? It stops itself, but it's very smooth, and then you close the door, and the sliding doors I thought were really cool, and um, I'm sitting there in the office, and the I'm talking to the doctor, and uh, he's like, oh, let me, I need, I need to get some more light. And he hits this light switch, and then it's just like, zzz, like the fluorescent lights turn on. I hadn't even noticed that the lights in the office were dim. So it's got a very relaxing feeling. All they needed was like a diffuser in there, you know, an oil, an oil diffuser, and oh my I could just hang out in there all day long. But it looked really <laughs> nice. But did you see the? Uh, did you see any of the photos I sent you? you no, I'm not. I'm not seeing your text right now. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing came in. That's all right. You'll get them eventually, and you'll all see right. it. Oh, they're still they're still sending right now. Oh, okay. And then, and then also like because that was on like the that was on the fifth floor, and then I go back down to the fourth floor to do to get uh to do my blood sample, and I I go there, and they that's where they have the prescriptions too. I mean, if you didn't know any better, you would have thought that this place is like a modern coffee shop. Like, it just looked so inviting. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, uh, right? Yeah, I'm... So tell... So describe describe what you're looking at so, so that I'm not the one just talking and talking and talking. Right. So it's one of those, like, new-aged, like, yeah, totally, a coffee exactly. shop type. Exactly. New age, like, very... It, I'll be honest. Uncomfortable-looking um, seating arrangements, but uh, very colorful. Very um, deliberately placed, 
very artistic in its uh, setup, but holy cow, mm. this place is, dude, it's like, um, yeah, well, and then, uh, so the last picture you had sent me was one of the teller, or the, the counter, where, yeah. you, where you've where yeah. you got the segments, so you've got um, right. various counters that are separated by this beautiful yellow glass. And it's like yep. you're going up to get your yep. coffee or something, and um, and in the middle of the aisle, there's the uh, uh, I don't know, is that a snack bar or is it a like I don't, no, I don't even no know snack what that bar. is. The, you know, that's where they have like that's where they have over the counter um, medicines. They have different cream. They have different medicine, like you know your wow. Advil and your your snow no it, no whatever the nostril thing is snowflakes or fl- whatever the hell it, that is, it, your foot fungal cream you know the condoms they have behind the the have the actual counter you can't just grab those people are gonna steal those right but um but yeah or like a, a um what's the icy hot they have there like anything that you would see in a cvs they have right there and then there's other stuff behind the counter from the, that only the pharmacist can grab for you the pics you had sent me um you can't really tell what the products are or what the like what the place is supposed to be you've got a television here you've got a little room mm-hmm. like a side room Dude, they have but you can see like they have a chair if you want to sit in the chair they have a table with four chairs if you want to sit maybe with some friends or your kids they had a high top uh, table and chairs they have a little conference room in the corner that if, i don't know why that would be there um the television it wasn't a television but it was just the um it was just a monitor with the weather on it okay and then and then what they have those windows that you can look out you see the mountains in the background and then if you look at one of the photos um on like the fourth photo where you see no one everyone's like we don't have the photos victor where you see that like yellow hue by the door that's from a glass window that's yellow because that's where the sun is coming in so it's like of course it's un- you know that awkward uncomfortable yeah. feeling when like the sun is perfect when it's just like when you feel like maybe you're underneath a microscope it's so fucking hot you know what yeah. i'm saying that's where that where a portion of that sun is when it's very bright, and so they have a yellow glass window there so that the light isn't as intense. Oh, that explains it. Because I'm like, yeah, like yeah. they're not they're not yellow. It doesn't look like they're yellow windows. Are they yellow windows? No, there was I, only one yellow window. But yeah, the pharmacy, I can see they that, have these yellow like... panel. The, in, in between, there's like eight registers, so to speak, and there's and there's glass dividers. That way, like if you're standing there. You see the person next to you, but there's a glass divider in between you and the person next to you. And at the very end, there's just two glass dividers. And I don't know why there's, I don't know why those ones are yellow. Um, but it was, it's very nice. It's like let's go hang out at the doctor's office. Maybe get there an hour early, read a chapter of my book, <laughs> have like, a cup of coffee. You know, just uh, yeah, just chill right? out. Yeah, totally. But very different from the doctor's oh office when we were growing up. Very plain Jane. You know, bland. Oh no, my it god! Was fun. It was cool. So, what? Why? Why was that um, something that you felt was worth like <laughs> init- worth initiating about? this uh, stream of thought for? Um, because it was it was just I don't, it stood out. It, I've never been into a doctor's. The last time I kind of had that experience was. Do you remember? Okay, so you remember how the doctor's office looked like in Glen Ellen? Yeah. Right. Right. Growing up as a kid, yeah. nothing special about it. 
absolutely nothing special about Standard it. doctor's and office. And then, yeah. exactly, you know, white walls, plain seating, and then the little wooden, you know, wire with the wood pieces that the kid plays with while they're waiting for mom and dad. You know, nothing True special that, about yeah. it. When you're a kid, you know, when you go there, when you're a kid, you are immediately bored because you have walked into an office with actu- with zero stimuli in the room. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, when the fuck are we going to get out of here? But if I behave well, mom's going to buy a blow pop at the gas station after she fills her tank and then pays with cash. You know what I'm saying? One of those. <laughs> you know? And so you just sit there and you do your thing. And then it was like, I want to say at least... 10 I think it was like 12 years ago they knocked down the office and they rebuilt it. Have you been to that office since? No. No, you have not. You go to that same office, dude, it looks pristine. It looks exactly how a doctor's office should look in Glen Ellen, Illinois, mm. in DuPage mm-hmm. County. There's a nice fountain, the second, third and fourth a floors fountain. you can see oh, because because when you're up there it's a per- it's not like a floor per se, but it's just like a perimeter. So if you're on the fourth floor, you can look down onto the first floor, and they have a fountain in the middle, and they have like this. Everything is made of glass, and everything looks really nice and pristine. And so when right. I walked in here, it had a different vibe to it, but it was just like, oh, people are putting a lot of effort into making waiting look good, just like how um, I've seen commercials for advertising like. Uh, Chase or U.S. Bank where they redo the lobby to make it look like very relaxing and they have coffee. And Hospitable, it, it, it yeah, like a, it's it's very... Yes, it looks like a place to hang out oh. that you wouldn't that you wouldn't feel like you're wasting your time when you're sitting right. there. You know what I'm totally. saying? But yeah, that's why I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> oh, and then the other thing too was when I got my... When he gave me a shot, do you remember how back in the day it was just the... Uh, the needle was exposed, right? It kind of, they they took it out of the little thing, but right. the needle was always exposed. Yeah. Now they have like this little switch, this little plastic switch. So you have these two plastic pieces. You have the needle, and then you have these two plastic pieces that uh, that with the needle it almost looks like a triangle, and with the flip of their thumb, these two plastic pieces extend, and then one thing covers the tip of the needle, and then they put it into the contain the biohazard container. So when he took it out and he flipped it, the thing just like came off and slid down and then there was the needle. It, it looked pretty cool. And I just thought like, wow, again, super fucking happy we're living in an age of modern modern medicine. So I, I, I'm wondering, because I, this was never something, I never had like a fear of needles or anything like that. So oh, I never did either. I, like I never, I don't know if I ever noticed it, but I always did uh, have some sort of awareness as to they're sticking a needle in my arm. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to look at it or whatever, but I know that there's this oh, massive needle going in my arm, and it's just kind of... But the needle the needle for the blood is an actual, like, a real fucking needle. The needle for getting a shot, it's like nothing. You don't even... I feel... I don't even feel it. I feel the injection more than I feel the needle going into my arm. Okay, right. Because it's so tiny. Yeah. But, yeah, when, when I was... When I, they took my blood sample... I kind of, I'm weird. I like watching the needle go in. You do. Because I'm like, I can do this. I'm a fucking man. Don't, don't bitch out, but you can do this anytime I donate. Really? Blood, you know? 
Come on, you got this. Yeah. I don't think I've I ever known that, that about you. That, I watch that thing go in. That is a good question, I feel like, to ask most because people. Because I feel it. Yeah. It's not I don't. It's not painful, but I feel right. it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the question is whether or not you look at it or you turn away. Like, I'm a turn away type person. So. But the thing is, too, if you turn away, you're like, no, you're resisting. You're like, no, no, no. But if you just, yeah. Give it to me. Look at it. You don't really feel it. If you acknowledge it, I don't think you know. I don't embrace the pain. Yeah, you know, I don't. It's not painful. For I me, don't know, man. I'm I'm one of those people where I don't need. To, I I know what's happening, and I can uh, like I can yeah. appreciate what's happening, but I'm not gonna like stare at it because I don't know. I was surprised though. I don't know if it's be. I don't know if it's just being an adult and maybe you're less sensitive to pain or the technology, but they never pricked my finger when I was there. Oh. You know, usually they prick your finger. Right. But I guess they took, they instead they just took four vials of blood from Huh. Me. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been a while since I... And they took my temperature by putting, I haven't been to the doctor in like eight years. That was the last time I got a physical right. done. But they took my temperature by like, you know how when they look in your ear, except they, it's the same device, but it looks the same, but they just stuck it in my ear and... One second goes by and they took my temperature. So, speaking of, like, health-related stuff... Um, What's up? I don't know. Are you, uh, are you finished with your, uh, your testimony on uh, <laughs> how, co- how uh, cool this place was? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Nothing else to... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's about it. It just looked really cool. Like, makes you want to go back and hang out, but I have no reason to go back. So it kind of fit the vibe of the the place that you were at, which, I mean, my, like, I wish on our podcast we could, like, post photos or whatever. This is, like, this is kind of a futuristic, like, cafe-looking office. Yes. It's cool. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm done now. (laughs) Are you? Yeah. I don't know. So, I, I, you know, I was mentioning before that um, I was feeling a certain element of frustration today. And I think that it's interesting because I'm not somebody who likes to get ex- – well, I mean, you know me. I can, I can get kind of overexcited about certain things that aren't necessarily worth getting overexcited about. Imagine six of those things happening to me in the same day. And what my emotional state would be in trying to, like, articulate <laughs> what's going on. So sick, like, six things that you're really excited about? That really, um, I wouldn't say excited. Maybe more agitate me or things that are kind of... Right, that make you anxious and uh, irritated. Disconcerted. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and this is something... Imagine all of them happening at once. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, you have, you it, have think, you have been on the receiving end of that <laughs> more times than I can count. So just I know one, you know. <laughs> just one thing is so. It, it, just having one thing that irritates you is just so bothersome. And I've just seen you. It is the definition of irk. You know the exact definition. So I I, I and, but to have multiple things at the same time. I will I will leave this to you, I think, to describe what your personal opinion of my okay. previous reactions are for certain okay. instances Which where I've just is kind of normally lost over it. the top I've but lost it. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, I would like you to just say briefly what your thoughts are when it comes to okay. my personal 
response to things that are really bothersome. And um, typically, I but but here's the thing though: is that your your level of irritation <laughs> is completely warranted. Like, of course, anyone most of the time. Cooper, this relaxed. is my car. That's like the the but, moment yeah, I keep oh, going yeah. back to. But yeah. but what it's like? Imagine if it, like I would imagine if you're trying to like do all this crazy shit on the computer and it's just system overload and then the computer just shuts off and there's smoke coming out the back that's what it would be like <laughs> like you just like you you there's stuff that's irritating and you try and uh you try and alleviate the situation but things keep coming at you and it's just uh, they build up 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 and then it's just like a volcano exploding like there's no more that can be tolerated and you just spew your dissatisfaction like a fucking machine gun at everyone and everything that is in your path and then after that happens and then after that happens everyone is just flabbergasted and dumbfounded and left without words and it's and it's just like and then you become the crazy one everyone thinks that you're crazy and it's just like how what and then as the dust settles you take a breath and you know you apologize for your actions <laughs> Because when because normally when when something is bothering someone, normally someone will just outright boom, like just like just say to someone else, stop or shut the fuck up or what are you doing? But you try and be very civil, but your civility doesn't get you anywhere because it's just overlooked. And as a result, you continue things continue the stimuli in the room continue continue to just create anxiety and angst inside until it's bubbling and can't be contained any longer <laughs> this is why i love you because i mean yeah, yeah i mean you, you are totally right because um i was like yeah no i i, 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 I everyone just <laughs> you're just mowing down sorry Bro, go ahead dude, i'm just no, I know. Well, this. and it, it goes back to the, yeah. the the like you and i i will only understand this but it's the cooper it's my car um, scenario where it just comes yeah. to a breaking point yeah. where I just I flip and it's uh, one of those yeah. things. So luckily today was not the day that happened, uh, okay. but I certainly experienced plenty. And I feel like I've I've done work on myself to try and mitigate a lot of those like yeah. super intense reactions. But the day starts off and and obviously with this shitty like virus going around. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm hearing out in the hall. So here's the thing that you and I um, understand how insurance company pyramid scheme things type work, right? I mean, you yeah. worked for one yourself. <laughs> right. I, we've, right. we've talked a little bit about that too. And, yeah, and there's one down the hall from you guys. And there's, yeah, one, right? there's one down the hall from us. And so that's where my morning begins is – Okay. Out in the hallway, because these people, I mean, 
like god bless anybody who is a good person who works for a pyramid scheme insurance company i will not name the names for legal reasons right but they all have general they all have very vague and general names but, they're all the same but thing. but, but where the income is dependent on you getting sales and so you going out yeah. and getting people to give the company money and then hopefully in theory you might be able to get something um but but right. that's what they press over and over again so for the past week or so uh and i'm not going to date this but just generally in this whole like chaotic situation that we have right now there are people working in this um uh, pyramid scheme insurance company who come in every day the bosses the people who are making the money and they're getting very very angry at people who aren't showing up and they're saying something to the extent of well we just shouldn't pay anybody um, because the the ones higher up on the pyramid scheme aren't getting money, and so they're restricting right. all the money that the managers get and that, that the sub-managers and the sub-sub-managers get. And so mm-hmm. I'm hearing out in the hallway these people from this insurance company saying, well, we should just, like, cut off the money that we give to, to other people. And, like... I am hearing that the frustration that they have is that, and I don't, part of the reason why I'm kind of like pausing right now is that I'm, I, right. I want to be very careful about what it is that I'm saying. I got you. But I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things though where they literally said, I I cannot believe that everyone is buying into this fake virus thing. <laughs> and that uh oh, I wrote this down too that um I they really said that they could not believe that people were were actually buying into this and that any excuse for not meeting whatever quotas, arbitrary quotas that the company had set for them, mm-hmm. was going to keep them keep the the lowers, you know, the the ground right. level workers from doing what they're doing. And so I'm hearing out in the hall both that uh, they should continue to try and go out and meet with people. As well as the fact that even if they have the virus, it doesn't matter because as long as they get the sale, that's the important thing. And so I'm just my mind is kind of I'm I'm hearing this sort of desensitization because they and, don't have anything to lose, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's right, but yeah, they don't have anything to lose, right? But these people are the ones who are who, who are having these conversations out in the hall are not yeah. the ones who are going out and they're saying right. not only will we consider just cutting off the paychecks but that we are going to demand that they go out and shake hands and here's the part that kind of just really um, was a difficult thing for me to like process was that 
<laughs> I could hear in the hallway people. <coughs> 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 It's like, really? do your thing. Like, just go out there. It doesn't matter. Go. Do. Go. Meet. Go meet with people. Shake as many hands as you have to shake. Like, get the get the sales. Get the deals. Sign the paperwork. Like, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And here, I'm hearing coughing and hacking in the hallways. And it's just insane to me that, <laughs> like, you you went through something like that, too, where it was like, once you stopped being beneficial to the person above you then they had no use for you anymore and they were very mean to you and that it's one of those things where it's like push comes to shove and we see in these moments or at least i'm seeing in this moment that (laughs) people are just being so ruthless and heartless and um it was it it was it was a little irritating to me um just to see the way that they were being being like literally there are people in the hallway saying i think i'm sick and you have other people saying doesn't matter just go out do your get your sales get mm-hmm. meet your quota like do your thing doesn't matter if you're sick it's okay it's fine like you'll get over it and then they're going right. out and infecting more people and it's just like my god dude i'm like talk about like faith in humanity and you're seeing a situation like that. I just well, all the um, all of the bars, and I don't know how things are in the in where being back in Glen Ellen. I know Chicago for sure, but like right now, all of the restaurants and bars are closed, with the exception of pickup or drive-through. Actually, I think I saw some people at In and Out, which I thought was weird. Anyway. But yeah, it's because, like, but for example, like at the grocery store, let's say if you're the CEO of a business that's profiting off of this, it's like, no, I'm not going to shut down. No, like, fuck it. We're making a shit ton of money right now. You know, I mean, obviously that situation, they may be losing money, but like, yeah, of course, money's the bottom line. I, like, I can see why they would want, you know, these expendable individuals or the ground, you know, the worker bees to keep on working. So get this. Because when all of this stuff happened, I worked, when this start started last week, I worked that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, right? And it was, sales were just through the fucking roof. And I was okay Wednesday and Thursday, time went by really fast. By Friday, I was burned out, and I was on edge, and I left right when I was supposed to leave. And then come Sunday, I was like, this is so fucking stupid. And there's not enough people. And I'm just, I'm just like, I'm done with this. This is so fucking stupid. I, and I thought of it, but too, I mean, there's other reasons, but it's like, I'm not, I'm not working harder, like a thousand times harder than I normally would to get paid the same. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, and, and I'm not exposing myself either to potentially contracting this virus because it's at a gro- we're at a grocery store and there's people in and out, in and out. We have, we're doing like six times the amount of business that we normally would, and it's fucking crazy. And I'm not going to bust my ass and make the same money as I would on a normal day. Not saying I wouldn't work hard, but if I'm going to be putting a lot of effort into anything, it's going to be putting something into something that's mine, not somebody else's. You know what I'm saying? But I told them I was supposed to work yesterday and this week, and I told them I'm not coming back. I'm taking time off, and I'm not coming back until all this blows over. 
and for a moment I I was in my head I'm thinking that the response is going to be what well this is job abandonment and so you're going to be fired if you don't show up and I in my head I'm thinking to myself like eventually do I need to contact an attorney for that specializes in employer employee relations if something like that were to happen because I could see that happening mm-hmm. with the person who's in charge right. of the store you know um, and I told them I'm not coming back until it's safe and then one of uh, the bookkeeper who's super nice contacted me and they're like okay so are you taking like what's your plan and I said listen I'm at least taking two weeks off we will reassess at the end of the month because the end of the month is when all the other places are going to reassess the situation, right? In two weeks. So I said, in two weeks, we will reassess, and we'll see what happens then. And they're like, that's fine, but you're gonna, we're going to have to use the rest of your vacation in sick days, and then after you run out of vacation in sick days, you're just not going to be paid. I'm like, that is fine. I, that is exactly what I anticipated. You know, yeah. I just didn't want to get fired for this for something that would be controversial. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's health oriented. And so yeah, I'm not going back for at least two two to two to two and a half weeks. And that's minimum. that's like so, a personal choice then. Yeah, I'm saying no. Fuck because also just like the fucking mental stress. Like normally I'm I'm on any given day I'm normally nice to everyone. Unless someone's an asshole, then I find a reason to walk away. But it's like no, I'm not being at the fucking register, running around like crazy day after day while this is happening, it's just, it's not worth it. Well, like trying to do your it's best. It's not cause... worth the money and it's not worth the mental stress. And and that's kind of thing too, because I feel like you of all people like appreciate what it is that you're doing and try to do the best job that you can. And mm-hmm. to be in a situation where, I mean, shit, like, People are getting sick all around you, and there right. is public health crisis. And yet, at the same time, you're like, I just want to like do my job, and I want to be safe yeah. doing my job. And and my sister lives in Madrid, and so they're on lockdown. All of Europe is on lockdown, and what they're like anticipating is that um, if what they're anticipating is that like the US could be in a similar situation or major cities anyway because everything in Europe is so close together at least major cities like they say they being the different scientists and reporting journalistic institutions and everything that we're about two weeks behind them yeah right we're about two weeks behind but um yeah dude it's not worth it's a great excuse to to skip out on work you know I wouldn't wish this on anybody you know I wouldn't wish this to happen so that I could have time off but at the same time like I'm not exposing myself to that I'm not even going to the park to Runyon where it's open you know what I'm saying yeah where it's where it's open I'm not even going to the park I'm only leaving my house my apartment um I went to the doctor and yesterday I had to move my car for parking spaces and that's about it (laughs) I have a little courtyard I have a courtyard, thank goodness, I can go out to if I want to get some fresh air. But, um, but yeah, particularly, particularly when they're shutting down schools and court cases are being delayed and sporting events are canceled and they said, okay, first we're limiting 
uh, social activity to, you know, 250 people. Wait, no, now it's 100 people. No, now it's 50. Uh, some places are recommending 10. Like, yeah, and you want me to fucking work in a grocery store? Go fuck yourself. I don't think so. I'll be back. I'll be back when it's, I'll be back when it's safe to be back. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, okay, so that is interesting because um, I'm in communication with people out east in the church that I'm part of, right? Yeah. And so Joe, my dear friend Joe, who you've heard plenty about, um, he uh, decided to have his uh, service. Oh, my gosh. In I listened to that episode. Jersey City, you did. Heard. Go on. Go on. Dude, okay. Should I continue? So, yeah, no, please. So, okay, so first, before you continue, I will give my yeah. brief... Um, Go. You say what you got to say. say my brief say. thoughts is that yes, I'm. Yeah. I will always be supportive of whatever his message is, and my goal is to lift up um, the message that I think that he's. In theory, um, there's a really good message that is there for people, and so if he makes a choice, um, and uh, so context, right? Um, mm -hmm. Father Joe, my boss, basically in ministry, has a church out in Jersey and has services sometimes in Jersey City. And this week we had, uh, this past couple of weeks, we had a podcast talking about whether or not people should actually go to services because so many church services had been closed churches had been shut down and there was a question as to whether or not people should allow individuals to come into places of worship and go through the, right. the worship ceremony so so yeah i uh i i find myself uh in that tension between saying yeah faith like for myself somebody who has been raised in the church and who appreciates the the power of community and all that well at the same time saying i just i don't know if i can agree with uh the certain decisions that individuals make to continue to have services because that is what we are called to do i don't know if that's right i I really, really wrestle with that, and I was hoping that you could provide some sort of orientation for me because I'll I, say I, everything I you can't. Yeah, all right, please. I'm gonna say everything please. you can't, bro. Okay, so <sighs> let me take a moment to just take a breath before I go on this fucking do it rant. Yeah. Okay, so I I completely understand the reason behind continuing to do something such as a church service. I get it. But guess what? That is probably the dumbest thing that you can do for yourself and the community. It's not it's not the physical location that creates the the sacredness, right? It's the people behind it, right? You can do online church services, right? Okay, so you can't gather in numbers of 
say 50 to 100 to 200 but what you can do is get an email chain going and you can say okay this person you're gonna have you know an online service with these 10 individuals or 15 individuals this other person and you know create a web right or I don't fucking know maybe I, you can do a church service online and have 200 people um, watching you but it's just it's just so naive and ignorant to think that you would need to put this on for yourself and others it's just it's complete disregard for the safety and well-being of the entire community to say, oh, well, we'll be okay because we're church. It's not... Uh, uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Right, and, and I think that's something, too, that I kind of wrestle with <laughs> myself because I, on one hand, I understand how important faith is to a lot of people and how essential it is to their weekly routine they need that reaffirmation they need that ability to reconnect with what they believe is the divine influence of um whatever it is and and i'll say too real quick because i don't want to sound like a total asshole like too late again not tr not trying to attack any one person or way of worship or joe or god or whatever but obviously too like there's people out there there are individuals who on their journey really need to be with other like-minded people, right? They're trying to bring themselves up from whatever it is that they're in and being a part of a community and physically going to this location really, really helps them out. But I would argue that if, if you're really trying to do that or you really need this, now more than ever would be a great opportunity to establish your faith in whatever it may be by being cooped up by yourself or maybe just with your family as opposed to going out and seeing other people. This is a true test, but just the, again, just the, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's just, it's not a good idea. It's been scientifically proven that it is not a good idea to gather in large numbers at this time. And the good news is this is temporary, right? No matter what length of time, maybe it's only a few weeks or maybe it's just going to be the summer could be 12 months who knows but this is a temporary all temporary dark time right and i don't disagree with that at all <sighs> <laughs> you, i can feel i can Dude, i can literally I, feel the sweat within, pouring down your face right now within with the, the... within moments of hearing that podcast i'm just shaking my head bro i'm just shaking my head but also i'll add this too is that because i follow a lot of comedy clubs there were a lot of comedy clubs that were still putting on uh, open mics, yeah. even though they're saying, hey, this is not a good idea. And there's right. been a lot of controversy in that community as to whether it should continue or should not. There is one place, I think, that's still doing it, and he sent out a message saying, like, hey, like, I'm not doing this out of ego. Like, they say gathering of 10 people or less is a low to no risk zone, is it would be a no risk zone. I think it's okay, whatever. And you know, that's fine. If you're I think if you're doing everything within the limit that the government and the CDC and the WHO are are saying, you know, do whatever they say, but don't do anything that would be outside of that. Right. And I feel like this is where um I I I am resistant to say that uh, the millennial generation is kind of that that gateway 
between what is possible and what is not, because I, I do feel like those beyond my age range, your age range, um, cannot accept, like, virtual meetings, for example. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things yeah. where it's just, no, that's not possible. Like, that's that shouldn't be right. That's not right. It doesn't feel good. Or something like that. And then for us, who basically born prior to... Um, what, 19, uh, 1990, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, we we accept the reality is that we can, we can do this shit. And it's tough for me, too, because now that I'm back in Chicago, I'm trying to figure out um, what to do about Gamblers Anonymous meetings, and now yeah, all, all the... Pretty much every single meeting, every single church has said they are not having support group right. meetings. And so now, and the craziest part for me, and this is like the second part that I wanted to talk about, was that a year and a half ago, I had brought this up, virtual meetings for uh, Gamblers Anonymous support group. Mm-hmm. It would be important and would facilitate conversations and literally, there was this huge uproar saying, "This is how, th- blasphemous! Like truly, it, it it would be like pissing on the the cross." I mean, really, right. it came to that point where people were so offended by the idea of virtual meetings, and now here we are in the Chicagoland area. All meetings have been closed, and there is not a single alternative meeting people can attend because they said it was not necessary and like disruptive to the standard process of But who are those people? Those are people that are your age that are twice your age. Yeah. No. You know these are saying? these are 60 right. plus years old that are making the yeah. decision, but they I I mean like I remember like yesterday the visceral reaction that people had to doing virtual meetings and here it is this day no one could have seen coming and we don't have a we don't have a backup plan and so now all the meetings are canceled there's no alternative people can't go to another meeting and it's like this could have been taken care of but no 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 we were told we were told by leadership no we cannot change because it is uh, a violation of our of our standard practice. I just feel bad for anybody who is who is going to anything that's group oriented, whether it be you know GA or AA or going to church or whatever it is, and then out of nowhere that's taken away, and then they don't have anything to lean on, whether it's just an extracurricular or they really need something in their life to help keep them stable. Well, you know, because there's there's memes. I've seen you know a few memes on right. on yeah. Instagram where it's like where it's like there was a, a one picture of uh, a video of Kermit the Frog dancing, and it says like day two of quarantine, but on my eighth bottle of wine. You know, or it's saying like you know when you're on quarantine, um, it, you know airport rules. A drink at nine a.m. is perfectly acceptable because it's like what else are you gonna do? You know, like people are gonna. I mean, not saying like people are going to drink not everyone's drinking but it's like when there's nothing to do what's that what's the phrase the um idle hands are the devil's uh are the devil's playthings yes 
idle hands are the devil's plate things, yeah. yeah. But I was going to add, too, that it's important to recognize, because I, I mean, like, I walked down the street yesterday to move my car, but also had to drop off a letter because I'm canceling my gym membership. And so I had to go around the corner and, and drop it in the mailbox. Like, And people are walking around like, I feel perfectly safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like, but at the same time, Sunday was the last day I was in the grocery store. So between then and two weeks from now, it is very possible that I could display symptoms of being sick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just because I feel fine now doesn't mean I haven't already contracted it. So it's, even if you, even if people, people, I feel like people will take a threat seriously when they have become affected by it. Or, some, you know or somebody that they know has been affected it, by whether it. It's an illness, whether it's an illness or something else. Once, once you have a direct line of connection to what that is, yeah. then you take it seriously. Yeah. Whereas here, I could very well decide... Oh, I'm gonna go to the park, or I'm gonna go to, you know, CVS, and then I'm infected, but I don't know. But then the person who took my cash, or who breathed, even though I wasn't coughing, I'm breathing air, and they're three feet away from me, and then they breathe. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's tough. It's interesting, but I mean, I, I don't know. I um, I I you know, it it it. For me, it's kind of uh, surreal that everything has kind of been consumed about this because, you know, mm. you and I, uh, for the past three years, have tried to do things that are just, like, random. and But now, mm. at this point in life, it feels like everything surrounds this, and I find myself, I don't know if this is the case with you, but I find myself... Uh, feeling more agitated by people who are just not um, just not respecting the guidelines that are put out mm. and I know around here hearing those phrases from <laughs> fucking the pyramid scheme insurance company saying it's not real like don't worry about it shake as many hands as you can like it mm -hmm. It is frustrating to me to see that people are literally dying because of this, and I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know what your thoughts are necessarily when it comes to. Well, when I was so when I he started hearing all th these, this is my honest. These are my honest thoughts when this started happening. When I saw this happening in in China, I thought that'll never happen here, because how many times do you hear about you know, for example, like with. I'm like uh, swine flu, bird flu, West Nile virus, SARS, you know, this, list a whole other, list off a whole other things. Our being, living in the United States and living in a first world country like that, in Ebola, like that, that doesn't happen here. That happens somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? That was my opinion. And when people were shopping a bunch before Wednesday happened, when people are shopping, I'm just like there's absolutely no need for this. Everyone's going to be fine. I'm not saying it's a I'm not saying like it's a real threat, but it's it's like a snowball. When when people start panicking, other people are going to start panicking and then other people are going to start panicking right. and then other people are start, and it's just a snowball. And I can't remember what the exact figures are, but I was looking I think I was on the the I think I was on the World Health Organization website or the CDC or something like that. 
but it shows a graph of the, the percentage of, ca- of people who have contracted it, the percentage of cases that are mild, the percentage of cases that are severe, and the percentage of cases that result in death. And remember how we've talked about this like with, with other things in, polit- in politics where, where death and, the, and mild are given the same weight, where when you look at the numbers, there's like, I don't know, I think it's 80%. I can't remember exactly if someone's out there is bitching about this, but there are so many more cases that are mild than there are of people dying, but the emphasis is like, the emphasis is like, if you get this, you will die. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, totally. But, but yeah, no, it's very real and it's serious, but people, the only thing you need to freak out about, I think, is like, just don't be a dumbass. Don't like go where there's mobs of people. Like, just do your part, stay inside, and let this thing uh, subside. Right. But so, uh, so doing a doing a night. I'm respecting the thread. <laughs> it wasn't until Wednesday that I was like, "Oh shit!" Because everyone started freaking out. I was. My opinion was like, "You want to?" I know cautious, you were. No, you were. You were no saying you were being very. Yeah. Fuck out. There is no need to freak the fuck out. Just stay inside and just do your part. <laughs> and now things. Okay. How quickly things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so totally on a uh, ninety degree turn. Um, totally unrelated. Okay. So I have a fun little thing to tell you, and right, I, I don't know if I mentioned this. Before. Fun, fun for you or fun for both of us? I don't know. Um, so okay, go ahead. When I was in high school, I published a couple of books. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. talked about okay, that. Yeah. And so now I'm rereading the books that I wrote myself, and I have gotten through almost um, a little over half the book, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, like, who was this kid who wrote this book? Because aside from the spelling errors or whatever, I'm just thinking to myself, damn, not bad. So now I'm, I'm thinking to myself... Oh fuck! Like, what am I gonna do to try and got a bright book number three? Complete book number three. Oh wait, book number three is done. It's done, but not published. But you need to write book number yeah. four that closes it all together, close right? It, okay. Close it down. Yeah. Don't go R. R. Martin on us, bro. Finish that book. <laughs> Finish the series. Don't, don't die from someone else, from cardiovascular disease or something. Shit like that, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I have been uh, formulating some ideas because uh, I'm like, damn, I really miss having that creative spark. Which getting outside of yourself and being like, I can create this world is yeah. kind of a nice escape, especially when you're younger. To be able to say, I can set this world, this <laughs> the world that we all inhabit, yeah. aside and say, I have. A, some a story that i want to share so yeah i don't know i uh i have been very um engaged in trying to figure out how the narrative is going to end you got to send me one of those books so i can start reading it oh fuck you what you said you said that you would send me one of them i did no i i just don't think that you're gonna read it though (laughs) If you if you send it to me, I will read it. All right, 
Remember? I know. I was like, no, I'll buy I know. one. And you said, and you said, and you said, no, I have plenty here. I can hand them off to you. But yeah, I'll read it. All right. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's been fun. And then um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So to those listening, we'll either be back next week or later this week or weekend. But uh, the train's rolling. We're back. <laughs> Episode 118. Thank you very much. And we'll you see we will see you guys on the next episode of Stream of Thought. Peace.